The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here's your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome, everybody, to the Main Street Vegan Show. It is my distinct pleasure to be sharing this day before Thanksgiving with my live listeners and some time, somehow, with those of you who listen to the podcast. Speaking of podcasts, you know, we had a little bit of a glitch with that show with Russell Simmons on it. It's fixed. If you subscribe via iTunes and you're still getting the wrong show when you go to that one, just go straight to the Unity site, Unity Online Radio, and you'll be able to scroll down and listen to Russell Simmons and Sharon Gannon. But today, oh my gosh, I have the most wonderful show. After the first break, I'll be bringing on Jane Velez Mitchell, noted broadcaster, very committed animal rights activist. And right now I am introducing to you, and you may already know his cookies and his power shirts, and that is John <laughs> Badass Lewis of BadassVegan.com. Now, I didn't know about the website, a fabulous website and blog that welcomes all kinds of people, all kinds of vegans, as long as you are cool or you think you're cool or you want to be cool because this is the site where vegans and coolness come together. Now, as I say, I knew about the T-shirts because I have seen them, the, the muscle shirts on some of the most ripped bodies out there, and I knew about the fabulous badass power cookie Because, you know, a lot of those cookies that say they're good for you and taste great aren't good for you. If you read the label, you may as well be going to the bakery and getting something really awful. But then the ones that have the really great ingredients, 
don't taste like you're eating a cookie. They taste like you're eating ground-up medicine. So you can imagine my incredible delight upon discovering this cookie that is vegan and really healthy and has great good stuff in it, including spirulina, that is absolutely fabulous. So when my husband wandered onto the site online, he said, you got to look at this guy, and I did, and now he's here. So John Lewis has been seen in Muscle and Fitness, Maxim Sports Illustrated. He is a personal trainer, a health educator, and a seriously healthy cookie maven, John Badass Vegan Lewis. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, inviting me here, and, and hello to everyone that's listening as well. Uh, and if you do want to uh, chat with John or later on with Jane Velez Mitchell, our call-in number is 888-558-6489. John, before you had a sports story, before you had a cookie story, did you have a <laughs> vegan story? Uh, you know, I kind of did. I um, I literally I already went vegetarian, and um, I personally didn't suffer from anything or have anything happen to me, but... My mother actually was diagnosed with colon cancer, and once that happened, I, I literally remember talking to the doctors and things of that nature, and, uh, you know, the, the doctor was actually quite frank with me, and he told me that, you know, this came from, uh, you know, too much uh, animal protein in the system, overprocessed food, things of that nature, and, uh, you know, I was in awe because, you know, we've been brought up to think that everything is hereditary, you know, <laughs> From from everything from chicken pox to, you know, cancer is all hereditary. So that was a big awakening for me. And um, I'm a huge believer in learning from your own mistakes, but I'm a bigger believer in learning from someone else's mistakes. So if somebody already ran into the brick wall and they couldn't break it down, I'm not going to try to run the brick wall down myself. So right then and there, I pretty much stopped, uh, you know, using animal products for myself. And then it just kind of transitioned into the whole lifestyle so it was more plant-based, as you could say, in the beginning. And then, I, you know, I started to give away all my leather, uh, you know, clothing and got rid of leather furniture. You know, it just really started filling the whole atmosphere of the, and filling the vegan movement, as you could say. Well, it's so cool that you do this. And like I say, your shirts are everywhere. So uh, do you. you think that the world at large still sees vegans as uncool? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it all the time. I mean, I'm the only one in my family, honestly, that, that is vegan. So I get the little, you know, the little side jokes on the side and, you know, this, this, and that. But the funniest part is they still ask me for advice. So it's kind of funny. It's like they, in front of everyone else, they want to, you know, make the jokes, but behind closed doors, like, man, so, you know, how do you feel and how is this, how are you able to maintain weight and things of that nature. And, it, you know, funny thing is I, I came to a conclusion uh, recently at the age of 37, I'm the only one in my family, immediate family. I mean, you know, include my brothers and sisters and mom that by the age of 37, I'm not on any kind of medication at all. So, you know, that was interesting to see that that lifestyle change made that big of a difference in, in my life. Well, you're lucky when you did it when you did. And I'll, I'll just yeah. speak as an elder now and tell you that at the age of 64, I am not on any medications eating this kind of diet. It's, it's really, it makes a huge difference. You know, it doesn't cure everything, but it, um, 
It sure does a lot. So tell us about this power cookie, power cookie from heaven. (laughs) Um, You know what? It's funny. I I literally, uh, I literally made the cookie for myself and some clients of mine that were transitioning, you know, over to the plant-based vegan realm and they wanted something good that tasted good, but actually, you know, they were always concerned about the protein, things of the nature. So I just wanted to make something that, that they liked. And I'm always in the kitchen. I'm always making things. So literally I just made it for them. And, um, you know, literally within two days, I probably heard about seven times somebody say that, you know, you really should look at selling these cookies. And, you know, if you hear that so many times in such a short span, you actually kind of like listen to that. Like this must be on to something because I, I literally didn't make it, you know, to, as a product, I just made it to share. And, and, I was just happy that my kitchen mistake almost just became this great thing that everybody fell in love with. And, and you know, it, it is a green cookie for anyone that hasn't had it yet. But once you taste it, you, you forget that it's even close to green. And, yeah, you know, well, you, it, you it, have it, to blindfold the person. <laughs> and, but, and you that, know, I get a lot of people that know that, you know, they're not, they're not scared of the green. But, you know, and I get a lot of people that are very, very shocked once they put it, you know, once they taste it. Uh, and, and I love that feeling that they, it's, a, it's a great shock. It's a shock of amazement, not disappointment. So that's what yeah, I love it, about it. it. And each, it's in, each, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was well, saying each cookie has like 14 grams of protein. So it's not like you're, you're deprived of your nutrients. You know, it's got your BCAAs, your amino acids, your B12, your B6, omega-3, omega-6, the list goes on. But it's infused into a cookie. Yeah, a really yummy cookie, too. I'm going to be putting them in the Christmas stockings of uh, all oh, the people <laughs> for whom I play Santa. Because, okay. you know, people feel guilty around the holidays. You know, it's like, oh, I'll have a little this right. and a little of that. Now, you know, it used to be if you were vegan, you were limited in, in what you could get. Now, you know, we're not limited at all. We can eat all kinds of junky things. But to be able yeah. to have something that's really, really healthy and, and good, too. And besides, green is one of the Christmas colors. It sure is. <laughs> so um, we'll just make it all the more so. Oh, our time is so short. I just want to ask you so many things. I know that you well, are I'll a national. i back if I'm invited. <laughs> that would be great. Well, I'd love to have you back. You are a nationally certified fitness trainer. But you also well, talk about the mind, what does that have to do with muscles and endurance? Well, I think that I think people don't realize that they control their own destiny. And that's one of my biggest sayings. I actually have a tattoo that says creating my own destiny. And I think that people fail to realize is that no matter what situation that you're in, no matter what, you know, dilemma that you may be in, we always choose to be where we are. If if I see myself in a neighborhood that I don't like, I can move out of the neighborhood. If I see myself in a relationship I don't like, I can get out of that relationship. I think that people don't realize how much power they have over their life, and that comes down to eating as well. You know, we have control over what we eat. We have control over if we're going to work out, if we want to be healthy. You know, that's that's the thing that people don't realize, that the mind controls everything that we do. You know, the, the human body was the first machine ever made, and if you treat it as that and realize that we, we're such a machine that, you know, if you look at the motherboard, which would be our, our brain, it controls everything. So if you, want, if you want a healthy body, you just have to do the things that you want as a, to get that healthy body. If you want 
you know, a better job. Well, of course, you may have to go to school. You may have to train. You may have to even go to the library and not necessarily go to school. But if your mind has already fixed itself on that end goal and you stick to it, then that's it. And I, I'm a huge believer. And I mean, like, I've a lot of people don't know. Well, a lot of people do know, but I've been through it all. I've been homeless. I've, I was 315 pounds as a freshman in high school. You know, but once my mind changed to get where I wanted to be, I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be, you know, I have a great life. I wanted to motivate others. I wanted to do all these other things. Then everything else just fell into place because I wouldn't let anything deter me from that. So I think that once people kind of realize their power, then the endless the endless possibilities start to happen for them. Um. That is so cool. I'm just going to take that into Thanksgiving and beyond. Thank you so much, John. The website is Badass Vegan. And get yourself a badass cookie. And take good care. There you go. Hey, thank you. And goodbye to everybody else, too. And have a great uh, Thanksgiving. All the best. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. Bye. brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet? And be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Many people believe that happiness is an addition problem. If we can add what we want to our life, then we will be happy. In reality, happiness is a subtraction problem. It is learning to subtract all that has kept us from being happy. What thought, fear, or belief is keeping you from being happy? Let it go from your mind and watch how much happier you become. Let go of the past. Release regret and resentment, and you'll be free to move forward and create the life you deserve. This moment of inspiration was brought to you by Reverends Richard Mirage and Richard Rogers, hosts of Spiritual R&R. For more spiritual insight, join them every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's edge Where fools and dreamers dare to tread And never lose faith How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests We'll share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Main Street Vegan Show. I apologize for a little bit of a longer break than usual. You know that beautiful affirmation in the Bible? This is a day the Lord has made. I rejoice and I'm glad in it. I love that, but I have to say some days it feels like this is a day Steve Jobs has made. Things can get so technological and sometimes so technologically caught up. So thank you for your patience and your general wonderfulness. It is my distinct pleasure right now to introduce to you someone that you already know. Jane Velez Mitchell is an award-winning television journalist and best-selling author. Her books include her autobiography, I Want, My Journey from Addiction and Overconsumption to a Simpler, Honest Life, and also Addict Nation, an Intervention for America. For six years, she hosted the Jane Velez Mitchell Show on HLN, and she provides commentary and reporting on CNN, True TV, E, Celebrity Justice, Showbiz Tonight. She is a committed environmentalist and is active in justice causes, including gay rights and animal rights. And Jane earned not just one, but two Genesis Awards for her reporting on animal abuses. And her brand new project for the animals is a YouTube series, Jane Unchained. And you can learn more about that and so much else on janeunchained.com. Hey, Jane, welcome to the show. Victoria, it's so great to be hanging with you. Well, it really is. It really is. So what's your vegan story? Well, um, it, it began before I was born. My mom, who is 98 and very healthy, uh, was born in Vieques, Puerto Rico, and she had what she thought was her pet pig. And she came home when she was a very young child, uh, and the pig had been slaughtered and was on the dining room table, and she fainted. And she woke up and shunned meat from that moment on. She was horrified that her friend had been murdered, killed, and uh, that's how she viewed it, in the innocent eyes of a child, through the innocent eyes of a child. So when I was growing up, we were pescatarian Primarily, um, we thought we were vegetarian, but we ate fish and eggs and dairy. Not a lot of uh, dairy. Uh, my parents were often uh, very trendy. They were into macrobiotics long before anybody else was into it. My dad was Irish, and he was a big meat eater. And then when he met my mother, he also converted to pescatarianism. And uh, were we 100% pure about it? No, I, I think my dad, I caught him on occasion you know, taking a slice of meat here, there, and everywhere. Um, but literally, it was like once a year. So for the for the era in which I grew up, they were pretty advanced. Um, now, as I grew older and became a journalist, I really started to see the horrors of factory farming and started to eliminate um, fish and uh, some dairy, but I still was sort of what I'd call a half-assed vegetarian. Until I interviewed Howard Lyman, the author of Mad Cowboy, who, of course, famously uh, revealed the secrets of uh, the industry that he was a fourth-generation cattle rancher in on Oprah, resulting in a big legal wrangling that Oprah eventually won when she said something to the effect of, that stopped me cold from eating another burger. 
Anyway, he was doing a book tour for his book, Mad Cowboy, and I interviewed him as a journalist when I was working in Los Angeles in local news. And afterwards, he and his publicist sauntered over to me, and they said, so we hear you're a vegetarian. And I said, yes. And they said, well, do you eat dairy? And I said, yeah. And they looked at me, and they pointed their finger at me, and they said, liquid meat. Liquid meat. And when I heard that phrase, it just rang through me because I had just heard from him during the interview about the horrors of the dairy cows, the boys being pulled away from the mothers at birth and put into crates uh, to keep their flesh tender for veal and how the whole system really uh, was cruelty from beginning to end. So at that moment, I went vegan and that was 18 years ago. Wow. It seems to me like 18 years ago and before, people were more likely to say things like liquid meat. I think we've gotten very polite as the movement has grown. Do you think this is a good idea? I don't know if we've gotten that polite. I think that (laughs) change, I I don't know if I've ever been considered polite isn't the first word that comes to mind when people uh, describe me anyway, but um, I think that we're evolving. First of all, I say all spokes in the wheel tolerance for is people who sit around and criticize the way other people are doing activism all spokes in the wheel we all got to do it and we're all going to do it differently you're going to do it differently for me i'm going to do it differently for the next person we are all doing our thing to spread the word and i really feel that the reason i started jane unchained is that i had been doing a weekly segment on animal issues on television and the first thing i thought of was well how am i going to reach as many people to do my activism, my animal activism, and speak for voiceless animals. And I thought, well, uh, that was a once a week segment. If I do something every day or maybe twice a day or three times a day, maybe I'll reach as many people. So I immediately jumped on my Facebook, which I had 179,000 followers. It's now up to 182,000, almost 183,000. We're growing by about 1,000 a week. And I immediately started shooting stories on my GoPro editing them on iMovie with the help of my girlfriend, a fellow vegan who does the Sober Vegan Lesbian blog. And um, uh, we started putting stuff out and getting enormous numbers of hits, which shocked me. I thought, well, maybe 12 people will see this. But one of our hits was our, my walk for the, uh, the animals with Farm Sanctuary was seen by almost 200,000 people. Um, the uh, protest we did of um, PETA outside Macy's where the women got naked and got in a tub, but painted as orcas. That was uh, almost, I think it was like 138,000 people. So we're getting eyeballs. And uh, what I would say to people is do whatever you can. Uh, You know, I was taking a yoga class and the teachers quoted Arthur Ashe as saying, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. And when I heard those three phrases, I thought that is just brilliant. I'm going to start where I am. I got all these Facebook followers and Twitter followers. I'm going to do what I can. What do I know how to do? I know how to do video. I know how to do editing. I know how to do, actually, I had to learn the new techniques of editing. Uh, I know how to do news. And, um, you know, use what you have. That's what I have. And do what you can. And so that's what I'm doing. And I urge everybody else to do the exact same thing. Well, that's brilliant. So let's just get you everywhere that you are. So janeunchained.com, that's the blog. And if yeah. they want to go straight to the show, do they go there or do they go to YouTube? Well, what's here's the direction? The, the notion of a show is fragmenting. Uh, okay. The whole world is really changing so rapidly. You, you have to fasten your seatbelt. So the, people are not watching something appointment television unless it's something absolutely major like Dancing with the Stars. 
more and more people are choosing what they want to watch, when they want to watch it, on what device. So really, the concept of a show is fragmenting. And I say this because people might wonder, well, how does this relate to veganism? It really does relate to animal activism and veganism. The the Internet is going to be the salvation of, of the animals, I'm absolutely convinced. All the videos that they don't want you to see are going out now. And every single social platform can spread the word. So basically, the concept of a show is not just, oh, we're, we're on at this time at this place. It's everywhere all the time on all social media platforms. So the home base is janeunchained.com. But I'm also posting on facebook.com slash Mitchell, And then I'm distributing it on YouTube, doing the interviews on Google Hangout, um, pinning them on Pinterest, tweeting about them, putting uh, clips on Instagram, photos, etc. And every single day I'm adding another social media platform. And actually one of the things I'm going to do today is have a meeting with uh, some young activists to see if I can assign each one of them another new social media platform to take the content and distribute it. I don't want the exclusive on animal abuse. I want to end it. Nothing would make me happier than to stop it so I could retire and sit around eating vegan bonbons. And No, you wouldn't do that. You, you would go to some of the other things that our country is addicted to, which I want to talk with you about after the break. <laughs> so, it's a long way to go with animals, so it's going to take several lifetimes. Sad. And, and, and you're at JVM on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah. So that's all good. Okay, we've got you. So there are so many things that have been going so wrong for so long between humans and animals. What are the three issues that you think if we could take care of those, we would have just made vast strides in the right direction? Well, for one, factory farming. That is the overwhelming issue. Nine billion animals raised in horrific conditions in the United States of America, which values freedom. And I'm a proud American, and I like my freedom. I like to turn around. And these pigs who have a higher IQ than dogs, cannot turn around for their entire lives. Kept in crates the size of their bodies, they become psychotic. What is done on these factory farms, docking of tails, cutting off of tails. That's a nice I don't like those words, docking euthanasia. Cutting off of tails without without euthanasia. De-beaking these um, turkeys and chickens so they don't peck each other to death. It's unconscionable, it's barbaric, and one day we're going to look back on this and say, what on earth was going on in the 21st century in all over the world, but particularly in the United States, and why was this allowed to happen? You know, it's easy to say something's wrong once everybody else in the world has co-signed that. Now we all agree slavery is wrong, okay? I look at people sometimes and I say, if we had all lived in the Deep South, who amongst us would be the slaveholders? Who amongst us would be the ones disrupting the party and being a real pain in the, you know what, took us saying, no, I will not participate in this. I don't care if it ruins your dinner party or your weekend or your evening. And I don't care how you tell me that, oh, everybody's happy and that this is for the best. No, it's morally wrong. Ditto for women. Uh, I look and I say, you know, what? who amongst us would have said to those women suffragettes demanding the right to vote, oh, you know, just why don't you just take care of your home and hearth and stop and leave all this business to the men? Why do you want the right to vote? Stop being such a pain in the ass. 
Okay, who amongst us would have been the pains in the neck in those eras? It's easy for everybody to say, well, women should have the right to vote now. It's easy for everybody to say, you know, condemn slavery as an unconscionable barbarity. But it's harder to say something's wrong when when you're the outlier, when you're the pioneer, when you're uh, on the forefront. And that's where you and I and, well, a growing millions of Americans are. Uh, Victoria, I applaud the work you're doing because you do it. You know, they say the way a man's heart is through his stomach and you're doing it by getting to everybody's stomach and, and showing that this compassionate food is delicious. And, you know, they did a taste test on the Today Show the other day and they had all the hosts ch- checking out Beyond Meat and Chicken and uh, they got it wrong. They picked the Beyond Meat as the real chicken and the chicken is the fake meat. Now, given that, given that they couldn't even tell the difference, given that. The Beyond Meat is better health-wise because it's got zero cholesterol because a plant-based food contains no cholesterol because only animals produce cholesterol. Given that, ultimately, it's much cheaper because unless meat was subs- because meat is subsidized by the government, it's cheap. But other than that, it costs you fifteen to twenty dollars to eat a burger. You wouldn't be able to eat uh, gorge on dollar burgers. And so, given all of these reasons, the fact that we could end world hunger today. If we took all the grain that we're feeding and the soy we're feeding to nine billion animals and distributed it equitably around the world, we could we could save the lives of starving children. Now, this is what people say to me. Uh, Why do you care about animals? Why don't you care about something more serious like people? Well, I do care about people. I would love to end human starvation. And the best way to do that is by producing and eliminating really the the billions of animals that we are uh, producing for food for our taste buds because we prefer it even though there are a million reasons why it's better for the planet it's better for human health it's better for the animals it's better for um world poverty to eliminate world poverty if we stopped using these animals so taste buds trump all of that and frankly The taste, as I just said, you can't even tell the difference. So what is what is it that keeps people from refusing to open their minds and their hearts to an alternative? What is it? That's what we have to figure out. People are changing. The millennials are changing, Victoria. But people of a certain age are very stuck in their ways. And sometimes they say, nope, I'm just not going to do it. Because why? Just because. I don't have a reason. I don't have to give you a reason. I'm going to do it the way. You know what it is? It's a philosophy called ought is. And I learned this talking to Moby the other day. We're going to have Moby's interview on. Ought means we did it, so we ought to keep doing it. You can never justify something by saying, well, we did it. Therefore, means we have to keep doing it. That is a faulty, faulty way of thinking. If that were true... Well, you and I would be wearing chastity belts, wouldn't we? We would indeed. That was so interesting what you said about the Beyond Meat on the Today Show, because my sense is that people who ate meat 30, 40 years ago, the chicken probably tasted more like Beyond Meat. My sense is that what people are eating nowadays, the way that the chickens are raised and so on and so forth, they're not getting the kind of chicken that people of a certain age remember so why not just give the chickens a break and celebrate 
celebrate all these other things. So in the two minutes before we go to break, you mentioned um, a sober vegan lesbian blog. Why don't we see more vegans in the recovery community? Um, well, I do try to spread the word, but, you know, it's not a political. Um, l- let me be very careful about how we this. I'm in recovery, and that's just about all I'll say, except that I'm a recovering alcoholic with 19 years of sobriety. I, th- I think my going vegan was very connected to my getting sober, because before I got sober, I did everything sort of half-assed. Um, I was sort of a half-assed vegetarian. <laughs> and then when I got sober, I found that all the energy that I used to use going out clubbing uh, could be used for something um, much more uh, positive, like stopping the clubbing of baby seals. And um, so I think there was a connection between uh, getting sober and having clarity and going vegan because the, the, the premise of sobriety is to acknowledge your part in what's going wrong in your life instead of being a victim to be a participant and to try to be of service and to practice the principles, the spiritual principles in all your affairs to be of service to your fellows. And I always add, in my prayers, my fellow creatures. And I do pray. And I pray for um, a higher power, whatever that higher power is, to guide me to help my fellows and my fellow creatures. And so I think that sobriety is very connected to um, not not harming. We all have to consume to go through this world. We all have to destroy. But I think Gandhi was the one who said that the trick, the name of the game is to destroy as little as possible, to hurt as little as possible. And it's actually fun. I mean, honestly, Victoria, if people knew the kind of fun that we have as vegans in the vegan community, my girlfriend and I went to Prague and Vienna. It was a long planned dream of mine to go to these two places. And the opportunity arose and I went and we brought all sorts of nuts in our suitcase because we didn't know whether we'd see any vegan food at all. Well, we went on the Happy Cow app, which I urge everybody download immediately. It's brilliant. And guess what? Dozens and dozens and dozens of vegan and vegetarian restaurants popped up in Prague and on the journey to Prague, uh, to Vienna and in Vienna. So uh-huh. I, we did an entire Central European tour only eating at vegan or vegetarian restaurants, with the exception of one breakdown where we had French fries <laughs> non-vegan restaurant. Well, you know, traveling does make the annual ordering of French fries uh, something that happens. Just a a really quick preview, uh, Jane, of something that's going to be happening here in New York City by 2016, maybe a little bit sooner. You mentioned Vienna. A little bit of Vienna coming here. Michaela Grobe, who went through my Main Street Vegan Academy, is going to be opening a cheese shop in Brooklyn. (laughs) All wonderful vegan cheeses and cheese accessories. So it's all happening all over the place. Stay with us through these breaks, and we'll be back with more Jane Velez Mitchell and Main Street Vegan. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on mobile listening. 
Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking with wonderful broadcaster Jane Velez-Mitchell. You can find out about wonderful things she's doing at janeunchained.com. Now, I loved the two books of yours that I've read. I know you've written others. Attic Nation absolutely blew me away because you have discovered that we're not just in this country addicted to things like eating a lot and watching a lot of television. We're just addicted to a whole bunch of stuff. Tell us about that. Yes, well, uh, I'm in recovery from alcoholism, and I'm a recovering alcoholic uh, with 18, well, excuse me, 19 years of sobriety. I'm going to be 20, God willing, in um, April. And I, I basically was looking at the problems that we're suffering societally and starting to see this connection between um, what I had learned about addiction through alcoholism and other diseases and other addictions. So I wrote Adignation and basically made the case that America is an addictogenic culture. In order to, there's no better customer in the world than an addict. If you absolutely have to have that thing, money is no object, you will go back over and over again, and you're going to make somebody very, very rich. So what's been created is an addictogenic culture. That's why uh, we have a huge problem with prescription pills. There's no better patient than a than a patient who has to come back for that pill over and over and over again. Uh, uh, we've created a nation of food addicts, and uh, the uh, situation is such that uh, the fast food companies know that sugar, salt, and fat, our body craves it. We're biologically pre-designed to crave those things to get us through times of famine. Well, obviously, there's no times of famine anymore, and so what's happening is we're creating an obesity crisis because those three substances, when you start using them, to the extent that they are contained in fast food, you will want more and more and more. You will get hooked, okay? And you can go down the list. Uh, you can do internet porn. You can do gambling. You can do debt. You can do uh, the overconsumption of uh, physical items, you know, stuff, the ATVs, the, the, the McMansions, the adding more and more and more stuff, which, by the way, is creating climate change because all of that is, is, is using it, – it's, it's very carbon-intensive – so basically what you have is a culture that is being told more, 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 more is better, and we're getting less and less happy. So instead of worrying about the gross national product, maybe we should look at the National Happiness Index, which sounds like a joke, but there is actually something called the National Happiness Index, and the United States citizens don't rank that high on it. Now, I'm a proud American. I'm also a capitalist. I don't, I don't uh, want to live in China. I love our freedoms. But I think that what we need to look at is the freedom to choose. And what is addiction? Addiction is precisely the opposite. 
Addiction is when you have absolutely no choice. You are a slave to that particular um, drug or um, substance or behavior. The definition of addiction is that you don't have the capacity to say no, that you cannot negotiate successfully with that substance. So as a believer in freedom, I say we got to throw off the shackles. That's why I call my site janeunchained.com and really become free to make our own choices. People think they're choosing a hamburger and a milkshake. They're not choosing it. They don't realize they're addicted. And the first, when you hit bottom and on addiction is when you have that moment of clarity and you realize, oh my God, I'm not running the show here. This substance is running the show. So what I would say to people out there, any substance or behavior that you can never negotiate with successfully, the only power you have is the power to stay away from it. So what I would say is never enter a fast food restaurant ever, no matter what, not even to go to the bathroom. Because once you start eating that food, you will lose your power to say no, and you will not be able to negotiate successfully with food that's packed with sugar, salt, and fat. And I don't speak as a person who's naturally thin. I fought my weight all my life, and I've gone to food programs. And, And it's a very difficult thing because it's a gray area. We do have to eat every day. So... One way that you can narrow the playing field is simply to say no to fast food, period. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I have 31 years this month. I was finally, when I let go of binge eating, able to let go of animal foods. So my veganism and my end of binging have have the same anniversary. And life is so much better on this side of all that stuff. And Addict Nation, honestly, guys, Ask Santa Claus to get you a copy of this book. It's really, really an eye-opener. You can read it in a weekend because you won't put it down. Now, Jane, on Jane Unchained, you have got some stuff coming that is unbelievable. What's this documentary about farming people? Okay, uh, I am editing and um, putting out videos on a daily basis uh, right now, stacked up, as soon as I hang up and walk my dogs, I'll start editing Farming Humans. That's the tentative title. Um, these are the producer and the director of the documentary that they will do with a thousand Americans volunteering to live like factory farm animals for 10 days in things like gestation crates. And obviously they can't suffer all the horrors. They can't have their tails cut off because they don't have tails. They can't be de-beaked because they don't have beaks. Uh, they can't be um, uh, castrated without anesthesia. Well, actually, they could be castrated without anesthesia. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, uh, they're going to live as factory farm animals to document what it's like to never see the light of day, to never have your feet touch grass, uh, to be packed in um, basically like sardines, the horrors that these animals endure. So that's fascinating. I'm also going to publish an amazing interview that Donnie Moss of TheirTurn.net and I did with Moby, the uh, amazing singer and vegan animal activist. And he's just brilliant. And it was so much fun talking to him. And he's uh, talking about something called the echo chamber, which is sort of an elaboration of what I'm doing, trying to get everybody to share social media and, and make every single one of these videos that we need to get out to a decent Americans uh, who would condemn cruelty uh, out to them. And I, I'm also uh, 
going to be following tomorrow is the Macy's Day Parade, Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm going to be going um, perhaps exclusively with PETA to see what they're going to do. I have no idea what they are going to do, but of course they're upset about SeaWorld float being included and uh, they're they're planning something, so we're going to see what happens there. Uh, we have one video after the next. The big thing that we just um, debuted, and I really urge everybody to go to Jane Unchained so you can write to the Australian Embassy, is this Shame on Australia video where we talk about the live animal exports from Australia to, to uh, far, far parts of the world where thousands, hundreds of thousands of animals, and now up to they're planning on up to a million cows a year to be shipped to China. And this is a horror. The video, I honestly became physically ill editing the video of what happens to these sheep and these cows and these pigs. And this is also an illustration of why wearing wool is not okay. Because these sheep that go through this torture ride for months on end to a faraway land only to be slaughtered horrifically there, oh, they're, they're old sheep that have been used for wool. So before you think, oh, yeah, well, it's, long, you know, it's okay for me to wear wool, think about what these sheep go through. It's not a nice little haircutting process. We've got to reach the Australian Embassy. Please go to janeunchained.com. Take a look at the story. Uh, it's under the uh, Crimes Against Animals uh, category. And write to the Australian Embassy. The links are right there. We need to all take action. And we're going to stay on top of that story. Amen. That, that is such a big deal. And anybody in New York City, our friends at Vote Couture, who have come up with the most extraordinary, beautiful, non-wool, actually warm winter coats, are having their last weekend in their Williamsburg location. So they're having a great big sale. So do get over there if you are in this part of the world and get yourself a beautiful coat that doesn't hurt any sheep. Jane, you are a wonder. You're a force of nature. The website is janeunchained.com. She's at JVM on Twitter and Instagram and all around the place. Three minutes, last word. Well, I want to applaud you, Victoria. You always have such a wonderful spirit. And you know what? Never underestimate the power of a small but dedicated group of individuals to change the world. They're the only ones that ever do. I didn't make that up. That's an old story. But I think you've really shown people that what is the one thing we all want in the world? I think we all want peace. I think we'd all like to live. I, I'm a, you know, a, an odd set of, of uh, categories, but I'm a big fighter against crime and for justice. And, uh, you know, we want to stop crime. We want to stop violence. We want to stop war. We want peace. But most people think of peace as something that is far, far away. Like, we want peace way over there, over that mountain on the other side of that ocean. And, you know, it was actually my friend and activist, Patty Schenker, who said the phrase, you know what? Peace begins on your plate. The famous philosopher said, Thich Nhat Hanh said, peace is every step. It is every decision and every choice you make throughout the day. And then to expand on that, peace begins on your plate. I was having dinner with this wonderful woman from the United Nations who was telling me all about her work uh, to solve all sorts of problems, a variety of problems affecting people. And she had arrived earlier and had ordered lamb, and she was cutting up her bloody, her lamb, and there was blood on her plate. And I stopped her and I said, you know, no disrespect, but I'm having a disconnect between your talk of working for peace and the blood on your plate. And it stopped her cold. It stopped her cold. And she, she said, well, I, I feel 
oh, weird about what I ordered. If I had known that, I said, no, I said, but just think about it. I said, peace begins on your plate. You, you lose the authority, the moral authority to talk about wanting somebody else to be peaceful when you're cutting up a living creature, a creature who lived and died and had a right to his or her own life. And there is blood on your plate. And, wow. you know, I mean, that sounds a little harsh, uh, but I said it kindly. And you know what? Uh, to her credit, she didn't become defensive. She said, you know, you're making a good point. I'm going to uh, I'm going to look into that. I don't know if she's changed her eating habits, but I, I think that, you know, the first step in a journey is that moment of consciousness. And I think she had that glimmer that, wow, maybe maybe this doesn't have to be what I do. You know, you have just brought us full circle back to Howard Lyman and the liquid meat. You were kind and respectful, but you spoke the truth, and the rest is up to her. I would say keep speaking your truth, but I know you will. And everybody who wants to hear it, check out Jane Unchained. And join us next week here at Main Street Vegan when we will be interviewing the filmmakers of Cowspiracy. If you haven't seen it, got to do that. God bless you, everybody, and eat your veggies. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. 
Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. 
we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.